Hello friends, Denny Pruto here with another lesson on my approach to sermon preparation. Uh, we're in the midst of uh, what I call dealing with details. The details of a sermon are explanation, illustration, application, and transition. I've already dealt with uh, illustrations somewhat. In this lesson I want to deal with application and transition. And then uh, in the next lesson I want to come back to uh, a little bit more on uh, explanation. Uh, remember now, I favor what I call a sequential outline. In other words, an outline that has several phases or pieces in sequence. And each piece of the outline logically leads to the next piece, so that the outline in, in its totality leads the congregation to the point that you want to make in your sermon. And in each section of the sermon, you have some explanation, illustration, application, and transition. If you have a 30-minute sermon, and 10 minute or 10% of the time is for introduction and 10% of the time is for conclusion, then you have 24 minutes divided by 6, which gives you about 4 minutes for each section of the sermon. So you don't have a lot of time to devote to explanation, illustration, application, and transition in each section of the sermon. But application is important because application tends to draw the people of the congregation back to you when they stray, when they get distracted, when they think about other things in life. The application uh, directed uh, to them tends to bring them back to you. And so it's important from that perspective. Uh, but it also lays out how the text is uh, to be utilized by members of the congregation. I'm uh, using Psalm 110 as an example in uh, these lessons. And so uh, let's just go briefly through Psalm 110 and look at some applications that can be made in each part of the sermon. The first part of my sermon on Psalm 110 goes to verse 1. The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. The application is short and simple. Since Jesus Christ has been made Lord, it's incumbent upon you to bow before Jesus Christ as Lord. And in fact, the Apostle Paul tells us, if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Confessing Jesus Christ as Lord is the path to salvation. You see, there is a simple application to verse 1 in Psalm 110. The second piece of my sermon goes to verses 5, 6, and 7. The Lord is at your right hand. He will shatter kings in the day of his wrath. He will judge among the nations. He will fill them with corpses. He will shatter the chief men over a broad country. He will drink from the brook by the wayside. Therefore, he will lift up his head. These verses indicate 
that as king, Jesus Christ will accomplish all of the Father's purposes. Imagine this. Jesus Christ will accomplish all of the Father's purposes. And if this is the case, you can trust Jesus Christ to accomplish all of the purposes the Father has for you in your life. He began a good work in you, and He will complete that good work which He began in you. There's the simple application. The third piece of the sermon goes back to verse 2. The Lord will stretch forth your strong scepter from Zion, saying, Rule in the midst of your enemies. Jesus Christ rules over all of the nations. And because Jesus Christ rules over all of the nations, you may speak to others about Jesus Christ. You may communicate the gospel to men and women and young people and children from every tribe and tongue and people and nation across the face of the earth. Because Jesus Christ is the ruler of the nations and he is with you, you can go into all the nations and make disciples, fulfilling the Great Commission. A very simple but important application. And then uh, the fourth part of the sermon is at verse 4. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. Yes, God the Father has not only appointed Jesus Christ as the King and ruler of the nations, but he has appointed Jesus Christ as your great high priest. And one of the functions of the great high priest is to pray for you as he sits at the right hand of God the Father. And so, remember, when you pray, Jesus Christ intercedes for you and perfects all of your prayers and presents them to God the Father. Remember that this is the case and trust Jesus Christ as your intercessor. Again, a short application to this piece of the sermon and this piece of the text. This brings us then to verse 3. Your people will volunteer freely in the day of your power, in holy array from the womb of the dawn. Your youth are to you as the dew. The kingship of Christ and the priesthood of Christ leads you to volunteer freely to serve Jesus Christ as your great king and priest. This is the great and big application that comes out of the text. And this is the application uh, to which all of the text is leading you and to which the sequential outline is leading you. And so you exhort the congregation in big things and in little things, giving examples to serve Jesus Christ. Yes, application throughout the sermon is important. But now, what about transition? What about transition? Transitions are often affected by utilizing rhetorical questions. I just used a, trans, a rhetorical question to transition to the idea of transitions. 
and transitions are made uh, by the utilizing of transitional terms, transitional phrases, transitional words. The first part of my sermon on Psalm 110 is, The Father appointed Jesus Christ as your King. What does Jesus Christ accomplish as he is your king? You see, now I'm transitioning to the second point. The second point is, your king accomplishes all that the Father purposes for him. The rhetorical question brings me to the second point. But then, as Jesus Christ accomplishes all that the Father purposes for him, he is able to do so because he is king of the nations. You see, now I'm just using a transitional term because I'm repeating the second point and adding the, the transitional term because and then going to the third point. Your king does so because he is king of the nations. He is able to accomplish all that the Father does because he is king of the nations. But now realize, here's a transitional term, but now realize the Father also appoints Jesus Christ as your priest. Now I'm in to the fourth point of my sermon. And uh, to transition to uh, the fifth point of my sermon, I just reflect on where the outline has brought me. And I say something like this. Because Jesus Christ has been made your king, and because Jesus Christ has been made your priest, you, in turn, are made Jesus Christ's follower, Jesus Christ's servant. As a result of what Jesus Christ has done, he has made you his own. And so, you are to follow Jesus Christ. I'm into my uh, fifth point by utilizing a simple transitional uh, term or phrase. And so, transitions don't need to be laborious. And if you have a good sequential outline, the transitions will fall out quite easily. Application and transition are two of the details that you must deal with in uh, preaching a good expository sermon and utilizing a sequential outline. Uh, in the next lesson, we're going to zero in on explanation a little bit more. Thanks for listening.